Welcome to an ultra special edition of Horrifying My Friends. I felt like I did like a little whistle there with like Chuck Pagano. Um, <laughs> joining me today, I am horror host Trav. And as always, joining me is producer Kate. Hello. And also joining me is my lovely wife, Rose. Hello, hello. Now, Rose, you and I, and uh, who is the group that went to see this in theater? This is Black Christmas Katie 2019. Kerr, Robbie Hodge. Joshua Heath, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, because me, Rob, and Heath were like sitting on one side, and you and Katie Kerr were sitting on another, and we were just like trolling you guys the whole movie. Yeah, all previous <laughs> guests on the yeah. show. Yeah, we were just like talking out loud and shit throughout the whole movie. Now, this is a film that, to put it like, to put it mildly, I did not enjoy the first time we watched it. Now I'm anxious. I'm excited. I'm actually really, really excited because Kate just watched it for the first time this last week, and Rosie and I have seen it once. Like I said, I did not enjoy it the first time, but I'm really, really excited to give it another shot and to make this like a fresh take. I'm almost going to ignore that it's called Black Christmas because I love <laughs> the original and stuff, but the 2000 remake isn't that great either. So I'm almost going to just watch this with an open mind. And we're gonna just take in this 2019 slasher, like uh, like somebody put somebody messaged me on Instagram or made a comment on Instagram that it should have been called Slay Girls and it would have been an awesome movie or something. I was like, mm-hmm. that's probably true. But yeah, this is Black Christmas 2019. So you guys have listened to these in the past. Uh, we're gonna get all synced up to zero stamp mark zero, and I'm gonna go three, two, one play and on play of course everybody's gonna get hit play and we're gonna be all synced up and we're gonna be rocking and rolling so with that said you guys ready Mm -hmm. all right three two one play all right so as we're coming in on you know the intro we know production kind of uh what are these even called? Openers. Anyway, um, I wanted to tell the audience, this is obviously producer Kate, mm-hmm. um, and I have actually never seen a Black Christmas movie, yep. any of them, until Travis told, gave me this one and said, we're going to do a live commentary, watch it once, and then we're going to watch it again live. Um, so I did just watch this yesterday, actually, mm-hmm. for the first time, Uh and so I'm I'm pretty interested to watch it a second time, especially so close together. We'll see see what I think. But I literally have nothing to compare this to, so I can't be kind of tainted by my love for the first one because I've never seen it. Yeah, and this was a this was a big choice for me. Like, and this might be controversial to some of our listeners, like not watching the original first. But I really wanted to get the freshness, like the fresh view of Katie, not. Not anything, you know, because it's like if she sees the original and then she's like, damn, that was a good movie. And then she sees this one. She's like, what? Like, you know, I don't I don't want any of that. 
So I want the original to stand on its own and to instead view this one first. So I was like really, really pumped for this. So it's kind of like an experiment on producer Kate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked when you had Joshua Hole on for your interview. Uh huh. I really liked what he said about this movie was like it got a lot of shit. And oh, it, yeah. was it meant for me? Probably not. Like, his daughter really liked it. She's mm-hmm. a young, like, what, preteen or teenager? Like, I believe so, yeah. So, obviously, I take it, I take the whole movie with kind of a grain of salt. I don't know that it was meant for us specifically or, like, the... Our generation, I would say. Yeah. I think it's meant for a younger generation of women and i you know i didn't hate it yeah altogether i'll enjoy parts of it i do yeah Mm -hmm. i'll share i'll share my thoughts on where i think it it goes wrong what i like and don't like as we go all right so we have we can't we started out with the creepy scene of the frat boys doing something weird in capes which (laughs) is not unusual um i would see that that kind of stuff that kind of stuff wanted me to become a frat. Like, but I know that they don't do that. I mean, they might do some of that kind of stuff, like in Skull of Bones and stuff. You always think about that kind of stuff. But, Well, yeah, they like to try to make it um, theatrical. seem theatrical. It seem cooler and more intense than it is. It's kind of the only way they can build their loyalty. <laughs> it's to more lame <laughs> than <laughs> anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're seeing uh, one of the sororities at Hawthorne College, I believe. I don't know if it's university or college, but. And they're talking to their girlfriend. They're like, hey, girl, I got you a dildo for your birthday or whatever, <laughs> or for Christmas. And um, she's walking alone at night. Wait, is that really what they're talking about? Yeah. yeah her <laughs> I thought friend, you were like making a joke. <laughs> no, her her friend's literally like, hey, you're not here, but I got you the best gift ever. And they, she's basically like, you'll never need a man. Um, she hints at it being like she looked this. This girl walking lost her vibrator or something and her friend got her a new one. Something Quote like unquote that. lost. <laughs> what's that supposed to mean <laughs> that it was probably taken like this person stalking her keep, keep up oh uh, that's right that's true i thought it, you meant like wore out Creeps i was like ew trav oh, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yip yap is yip yap a real app so i think it's most i think yip yap is meant to be kind of like whatsapp, WhatsApp or like another yeah. kind of texting platform like app so yeah, Calvin Hawthorne is the the founder of the college these girls go to, who's a you know historical misogynist, as you'll come to learn more about him. And so this is someone fucking with her. And any woman, I mean, you tell me, Rose. I've experienced this when I've been walking, for instance, from when I leave late. I used to leave like late when it's dark outside. Um, especially in the winter, as you guys know, it gets dark really early here, um, from say like work, my work building to my parking garage and then through the parking garage by myself. And you do, you put the keys, <laughs> Yeah, I can't. you put you the keys like that. that. And, um, I've had two men follow me, um, and shout things at me. Mm-hmm. And I have had that thought in my head, like I'm going to die tonight. Um, so this is a real fear. This is a real thing women go through. Now, have you ever been chased by a black glove killer? So that's I have the not. Question. I am blessed no, to say God. I have not. <laughs> See, I, I'd like I, I'd like to think I'd really want to be though. 
Travis. I want somebody to black glove me. Really? Who does that? I have blue gloves I can bring home from work. If you're into that kind of thing, you should have told me. Cavity search. Where's the bones? This is, so that's one of my biggest fears is like if somebody's after me and I go up for help to a house, like it's like a double-edged sword in my mind. Like if somebody came up screaming and yelling for help at my house, I would be nervous to let them in because that's a trick and a trap. Like we see it in the strangers, mm-hmm. right? But then also like what if they really do need help? You hear about it in true crime stories where women run out onto the road and they're like begging somebody to stop and help them yeah you'll see what's tricky about this house here in a minute but um like if i were the person in the house and a a girl came running up and screaming like that i gotta be honest i've seen too many movies and seen too many people scam other people Mm -hmm. that i probably would just call the cops for them um and tell them tell them to run because i don't know yeah i'd watch them and make sure that but yeah, you I mean, see this was hard. a cut of trap kind of all along. I love this scene right here with the snow angel. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I will say, like, um, just right off on Front Street, this is directed by Sophia Takal. And um, she wanted to really, like, yeah, you guys... this is tight. Yeah, this is a really mm-hmm. good shot. Yeah, it is. Um, right, Like, you guys mentioned it. She wanted to kind of take Black Christmas. She's a big fan of the original film. And she was like, okay, I can't, like, I don't want to do that. I want to kind of make a Black Christmas for the modern age, right. whatever, for yeah. today's, uh, you know, women. For young girls, women yeah. um, trying to navigate the world we're living in now. For sure. Gender politics are something different now than they were even for our generation. Absolutely. And for people that don't... Now, I don't have a problem with people hating on this movie, but I do have a problem saying with people saying that horror shouldn't get political because horror has always been political. Oh yeah. Even the yeah. first Black Christmas made and you know shot in 73, you know 72 73, released in 74, a big part of it is about abortion and stuff. So even that original film very very political. Yeah. Horror has always been political. Yeah, and just cuz it's not overt in every movie doesn't mean that the that it's not there. You remember uh, during this part, Rose, uh, I turned to you and Katie Kerr and I was like, what is a diva cup? <laughs> yeah, for, for any of our male <laughs> listeners who don't know what a diva cup is, it's a menstrual cup. You stick it up in you and you can bleed into it for like 12 hours or I longer. I love that she just put it in that easy. Um, I think it's way easier to put in than to take out. <laughs> but um, I also, I mean, that one seemed to be in like kind of a sealed package like it had been sanitized, but... Um, I'm not sure how I'd feel about sharing my friend's diva cup, even if it were sanitized. I want to get one of those. It might have been like, you know, those flex. (laughs) Now we're getting (laughs) the flex ones that are disposable or recyclable. No, it's definitely a, it's like a moon cup or like a diva cup you'll see at the end. I want to get one of those so I can go to the concerts and like not have to leave and go pee. Oh, it's not that big, bud. Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you have a penis. Literally pee anywhere. (laughs) Now, were you guys ever close to joining a sorority? No. Now, I know. No. Well, I know sororities weren't at Marion, but so they I, were at our IU. Yeah, I did go to a college that had a big Greek life, and I had several roommates that wanted to uh, rush in my freshman year and sophomore year. My I had roommates that rushed, and 
it was such a toxic process. It was like, I got to have the right handbag to impress the girls. It was just right. like, oh my God. I don't know if they're all like that. I'm sure they're not. But it was so superficial. Um, and it wasn't so much about sisterhood more than like a status symbol and like buying your place into a society of people that you want to use later on in life. Like you want connections to use. And it's mm-hmm. like, to me, I was never, I was never into that. That didn't appeal to me mm-hmm. as an introvert and a pretty independent person. I always felt like it would have been a blast. Like, um, like I always loved like, and this probably comes from movies like black Christmas and like sorority row. Um, I'm trying to think of that other movie where they all live in like a big, nice house and shit. Like I've always loved that idea. Yeah, I think the sororities do tend to be a lot nicer. I've been in frats, too, oh, for parties and stuff, are... and they're disgusting. <laughs> There's, like, holes in the walls and shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I have some friends who went that were part of um, a sorority at Butler, I think, and um, their experiences were nice, and they have some friendships that still today they're, they cherish. So I know it can be... Ew, that saying is so creepy. I was going to say that it can be a, a good a good thing, but... For me, it was, I never saw that side of it. So, yeah, you know, Riley, bad stuff has happened to Riley. Her parents are gone. Don't really know why. She's a true orphan. And um, she and, if you, if we were talking too much and you didn't catch what's going on, she and a few of the girls are um, hanging back over the break, at least for a little bit longer. So the, the campus is going to be largely empty. Um, and they're planning to have like a little dinner later with the quote unquote, the orphans. Um, really, a yeah. really, really strong actress, by the way, Imogen Poots or uh, sorry. If yeah. I'm, Imogen Poots. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I fucking butchering that? But she was in Vivarium. She was in a uh, green room as well. You remember green? Oh yeah. Remember green room. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good actress though. Like I love this cast. That's something also that can't be fucked with with this movie is this cast. Like, I really, really love it. Oh, yeah. I, I gotta say, I do love the, like, costume uh-huh. design. And just, I feel like they got the style of this generation they're portraying down pretty well with the mom jeans coming back. Oh, I thought you meant, like, the killer. I was like, the killers look pretty cool, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, too, but. All right, so this is a an important scene. Uh-oh. I'm that fat dude right there in the middle. I got to say, I was lucky. I never had any professors like like this guy, even in some of my classics, classic literature kind of courses and stuff, um, that you find out here soon that have, that are like <laughs> traditionalists and their minds are really closed about what's, what's considered classic and not. Um, so he's gaslighting all the... Uh, feminists in his classroom right now by reading a quote uh, some something someone has written uh, his face that is misogynist and this young Riley um, makes the assumption that the person who wrote it is a man now this is her based- assessment's correct but her assessment that it's a man is not as you see here 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is based in scientific fact, right? Because men's brains are larger than women's. Travis, do not troll two women. <laughs> See, right this now. is what we had to deal with the first time I watched the movie. <laughs> Dude, we were like doing this the whole time in the theater. Now, so I. A lot of, of people. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So, of course, uh, I, I didn't deal with this, Rose, but like I found the, the teachers. Of course, we went to a Catholic university, college. Um, were the teachers ever like that with you in any of your courses? Because I remember Mr. Reasoner being like really, really cool about like a lot of subjects. You know, like when we he would teach the Bible and you'd be like, oh, that kind of doesn't make sense. We had to clarify for those that don't know, Marion's a Catholic school. I right. think you just said that, but we had to take like so many theology classes and things like right. that. Just um, as a prereq. Yeah, yeah. Just like for your cult, for the, the arts part of your degree um the liberal arts kind is just to be more well-rounded in your understanding of different cultures and languages i took an asian asian religions one too but yeah he was mr Eisner was an awesome awesome teacher i mean he was obviously religious but he was not forceful i mean this he allowed different people's perspectives and stuff so yeah i didn't encounter too much of that either in school yeah maybe this... because it was i mean this acts like maybe it's a liberal arts college but clearly it's founded by a misogynist this hawthorne guy is a misogynist uh i think the the general sort of pedagogical approach at this college is meant to be the classics um oh yeah which is why this teacher's like i'm i'm here to teach you the classics but he his syllabus is all white men you know (laughs) anglo-saxon men um which is what this girl's got this petition out for. Um, and, of course, it's a small college, so that professor is going to know all the people who are, you know, causing a ruckus. Um, so he knew Riley was friends with the girl running the petition. And um, you find out there's some more nefarious things going on under the surface, the whole petition thing. But no, as these, we're meeting, these girls are woke, and they're trying to make change sure. at their college, which is nice to see. Now, as we're meeting these characters, who do you guys kind of sympathize with? Like, who are you? Like, it being an all-female kind of cast, who are you guys most relating to so far? Um, as I am now or as I was in college? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, let's go now. Rose, do you want to go? I'm the one that's forcing the petition and being very vocal <laughs> and like forceful about my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I see Rose being that too. I think now I'm probably the girl that has the boyfriend, well-intentioned, loving boyfriend, or so you think now. Um, who believes in, you know, the sisterhood and she's... She's like walking the line between her two friends right now. The one Riley, who's like, oh, let's we don't basically don't be so pushy, and the pushy one. And you get introduced to the first nice guy. Travis, do you identify with Professor Gelson? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. So this nice guy's name is Landon. He's kind of a nerdy AV guy. Um, no, I did not. And he has a crush on Riley, you can tell. Oh, yeah. 
Now I did notice they, um, this is very, you know, that we talked about like the updated, you know, black Christmas and stuff. They were talking about removing the Hawthorne bust and stuff and all across the nation, you know, we're, this Ugh. is a big moment by the way. Yeah. All across the nation though, we're arguing, should we be removing statues, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, you so know, you know, at this point that Riley has been assaulted, um, and people, when she blew the whistle, people did not believe her happens all the time and so this dickhead which this happens all the time too frat brothers 100 percent in my experience like this guy's going out of his way to aggressively taunt and basically re-traumatize her right now Mm -hmm. yeah um like like her rape and her reporting of it was all like some big joke because they won right the guys the frat won yeah um and in my my experience with frat toxic frat guys not saying every frat guy is toxic i don't want to hear any not all men arguments Mm -hmm. um but anyway i've known them to circle the wagons and protect the douchiest of them all the rapiest of them all um out of some like kind of farcical kind of loyalty like for what i don't really know because they all did an elephant walk or like a circle jerk together one time in the pledge hazing ritual they all did the pickle um, the pickle thing right um that's the pickle thing never mind were they uh well the pickle thing is a haze where they hold on they stick a pickle in somebody's ass and force them to walk Ew. and then if they if it falls out they gotta take a bite out of it oh my god this is a classic haze something only men would think of <laughs> this right is, this is classic stuff for boys talking. would think of boys <laughs> boys yeah so the girls um have sneakily put together this skit like they've under the they've gotten the frat to agree to have them come and do their little number the little singing dancing number because they're like we're gonna dress hot and do it like we've done in the past years or whatever and the frat guys are at the moment none the wiser that they have something um much more political planned but not to spoil that, but it's coming. Um, so Riley's like, no, I'm not going to do it this year. I've, I'm too traumatized. She is, you know, these are the, this is the same frat where that protected the guy that raped her. Um, oh yeah. And one of the girls performing her, um, her little sister in the house. Uh, Ugh, just look at those photos. Yeah. She, she, anyway, she's off drunk somewhere. She's like, let me go find her. Let me wander around this frat by myself. Creepy ass fucking George W. Bush frat. <laughs> yeah, I, it was I a gotta George say, George W. Bush frat. <laughs> they'd be doing crack cocaine behind that door. <laughs> they were in Skull and Bones, bud. Yeah, that's her rapist there. I, I do, I've never seen oil paintings <laughs> <Yeah>. of the <laughs> members. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a frat. Now he is a president, though. They spend their money on like alcohol and beer and parties, not busts right. of oil paintings of themselves. And it's odd that they're in the hoods in the paintings as well. It's like uh, that's a little odd. Like they they would normally yeah, be like in a dress shirt or something. Yeah, or suit. The founder wills it all. So, at first blush, this just looks like a scene where they're doing um, an in- initiation ceremony with pledges and stuff. Um, but Now, I will say, for anyone that hasn't seen this, like, um, it, 
I don't understand why you're watching it the first time with us. <laughs> but in that first scene, it does kind of spoil like what's going on in a sense. Because there's no way that killer would have could have got inside the house also to answer the door. You know what I'm saying? Because he was chasing her. Yeah. And so they're the same robes that you saw earlier. So you you already know that it's something to do with the frat. And that was a big criticism early on when this trailer was first. You remember the trailer? Did you ever watch the trailer, Rose? The trailer literally shows you yeah, like, what's going on. Yeah, it was a frustrating trailer. <laughs> yeah. That was a big, big controversy like when that first came out. And a lot of a lot of horror trailers, I feel like, do that. I can't remember the one I watched the other day that did that. I was like, well, shit, the whole thing is spooled now. All right, so we've got a drunk wow. girl. Some dude forcing himself on her. Well, I mean... It's it, the making out probably started consensual, and now he's it's moving getting, too quick. And he's not reading her cues and her signs. He's yeah. Riley's a good friend. She's doing the right thing. I, in fact, have stopped um, a couple what date is that? rapes myself and frats. How about you? What does that sign say behind her? I think it said twenty-one to drink, eighteen to stay over. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's just, dis- you know. Douchey. Douchey, disgusting. That's all women are for if you're in a frat, I guess. I so know. he's not her rapist? I thought he was her rapist. No, he that's, Brian. The, that's the bestie of the rapist. Mm-hmm. The rapist is. They look just alike. Go figure. He's graduated already, and he she doesn't know that he's there. Or maybe she does. I'm not sure. But he's back in town, I think, is the premise. Now, we've talked about how this is kind of a controversial movie, but it does have its fans. And one of its fans is Donnie Ibarra, uh, fellow... What do you call it? Woke trash? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love (laughs) that. So he actually, like, loves this movie. Like, he likes this movie quite a bit. Like, he puts it kind of of along the lines of, like, the 90s slashers. And, like, one of them, another one that we really, really love is Sorority Row. It was, like, an early 2000s slasher. But, yeah, and I can see that. Like, Like, I... I, I do enjoy this. Uh, I'll save my uh, thoughts, though, for when we get to... Yeah. I gotta I mean, say... Your brother and I had really similar... We had pretty much the same criticisms. I still yeah. do enjoy this movie. Yeah. A, a lot of this, like, early stuff in the movie, I actually really was digging it for a, a while. A I'll, I'll I'll point out the, the tipping point when I started to change, yeah. you know, how for I was sure. feeling. But, like, all of this was... It was hitting home for me. A lot of this works. Like, a lot of this is really, really good stuff. Yeah, and, you know, my husband was like, oh, come on. It's, uh, this, a lot of this is unrealistic. You know, when they start <laughs> to get killed and stuff, he's like, this is so silly and unrealistic. I was like, um, back up. This is a slasher. It's a slasher. Like, what slashers right. have you ever seen that are realistic and make a lot right. of sense? They right. just don't. Yeah. So you have to suspend that and appreciate this for what it is meant to be. Yeah, Rose, what do you think about this friend and what she's how she's trying to push her friend? I mean, I I see both sides. Like also like respect her boundaries and wanting to sort of encourage her. But I think it's a little manipulative too at the same time. And I did enjoy this scene as well. Yeah, this one's great. I I like this a lot. 
there's her rapist chewing gum like a cow like, uh, like mm-hmm. slowly i hate dudes that fucking chew with like chew gum like that they think it's hot or something it's like just you look like a cow stop you sound like one you look too. like a cow <laughs> yeah damn that dude like that one dude was drinking out the bottle Here it comes. Yeah, girl, get it, get it, get it. This is where I go wild. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, we getting mad. Oh, yeah. His little This is a triumphant moment, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, and if you're offended by their little song and what their, their message is, then you need to really um, reflect on yourself as a person. Yeah, this is the girl's boyfriend who is an ally now. We don't know what happens later. Or do we? <laughs> Same for Landon. Is he really an ally? Yeah, at this point, I'm so skeptical of everyone in a, in a movie this early on when I'm trying to find out who's behind it all. But with this one makes it pretty obvious. It's people involved in the frat. And I was like, it, but, you know, is... Is it the professor? Is it the nice guy? Because the nice mm. guy has, has its own, a whole his own own narrative, you know, in society. Then like guys who's like nice guys finish last and that bullshit. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, you find out later. I'm not gonna spoil it, but um, at one point I was just like, it's probably all of them. <laughs> now I will say, I would like some more killing by this point in the movie. Oh. There was a there kill, was a, there like, was in the first kill. five minutes, bud. And listen. It's a little too soon. So now we're getting into my kind of problems with this movie. You know what? No, I'm going to pause you right there. <laughs> because there are some movies that you really love that there's not a single kill for the first, like, half an hour to an hour. We got a slasher with no blood and no kills so far. We had one kill. Well, you're you're about to have an implied That's kill fair. right now. That's fair. An implied kill. That's what I have a problem with. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Your brother PG-13 and I both. PG-13 slasher, no go. Your brother and I both were excuse saying. Me. Excuse me, sir. I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm speaking. <laughs> but your brother and I both agree. Like, there's not enough gore for us in this movie. But, but if you again, think of, if like, you... this was made for not just us. Like, made for other people. 
might but not be into that gore yet. If you think about it, the victims are still women. And this is made by women who are like probably sick of seeing women like brutally splayed and, you know, all these horrible things. Yeah. Um, and so they're probably just not showing that on purpose and letting it be more implied gore. Um, and that's a statement in and of itself. So yeah. that's a good point, Kate. But, I mean, you start to see quite a bit of um, gore at the very end. Again, like where the men are the, the ones not necessary. It's not just all women being slashed, which is what we're all used to. And even at that point, they choose to do the black glue, the black goo thing to get it to PG-13. Ooh, to not take well, a I think it was partly that, but partly the black goo is meant to be something else. We'll talk about it when we get there. Toxic masculinity. Yes, you're right. Ooh. <laughs> it's actual toxicity in my body. Trav, you say that like you don't believe in it. <laughs> no, I... So, and I got a question. Is this one of the examples of a movie being agenda over actual movie making? Because we know... From, for a fact, that horror host trap has no problem with an agenda in the horror film, but it's too soon to discuss this. Yeah, in like, my opinion, hold it. Okay, let's, let's let the listeners who are watching along. Let's let them get through. We can talk, at, talk the, at, the at, at the end, like after for a little bit, for sure, or like during the you know the ending scenes. So there's not a lot to discuss in those scenes. You know, during the uh, the Avengers battle scene. We're spoiling a lot now, so sorry, folks. Um, so, yeah, here's this Hawthorne person. She's all kind of drunk and woozy. They do build a good a good bit of tension here in the scene. For before, sure. Before the scare. For sure. I jumped. Oh, I hate big wardrobes like that. I'm a closet gal. <laughs> Those big wardrobes are like freak me out. And they're never they're good. They're creepy. Yeah. They're never good. The conjuring scene comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what causes that <clears throat> a frog does anybody know yeah <laughs> i don't know why does your throat like why does our throats do that kind of shit and this is like totally random but it'll be like yeah i remember like sitting in class and like your throat's just like yeah like real <laughs> yeah. loud and shit yeah, like you're just like you, what is wrong with me especially if you yawn and stuff <laughs> yeah this is kind of a trigger warning here PTSD dream after a cute little jump scare. She's got a massive bruise on her arm. How'd you get that? Now is that hair is that hair in style right now? Um, I think it I think it was last year. I don't know. Women's style hairstyles and stuff change a lot. What's trendy at least? I really like this girl. I wish she had more of a role. Yeah. Yeah, I for I for sure like her too. 
That's Scully. Oh, yeah, the cat's got black goo on its paws. Mm. And what I'm saying is, you know, like, spoiler alert, Helena ain't actually dead. Where did that blood come? Where did that goo come from? Did she land a blow on the on the guy? Or do they trail like black goo? Behind them like a slug. <laughs> That'd be killer. Just like watching them fucking slide up the stairs. That is an awesome house. Yeah, a lot of sororities and frats are like really old historical buildings. And they're pretty pretty tight. Um, either these girls really love to decorate for Christmas. And they're, you know, they have a lot of time on their hands. Or they have some kind of house mother who does this. So, if I'm not mistaken, we are about to see a jump scare that is a reference to a Exorcist 3 jump scare. Just for uh, random trivia, anybody that has watched this. I've never seen Exorcist 3. It's a legendary jump scare from Exorcist 3, and this is like an intentional homage. Is it a jump, or is it like the way she's killed? The way that she's killed. Okay. I mean, they do the kind of jump scare music with it. You're right. I like this far out, like far away wide shot. Yeah, this scene is actually cool to me. Yeah, that's... Yeah, the way he jerks her back. I don't know how he didn't actually hurt her filming that, like as an actor. Yeah, Yeah, and the way that he walks out real quick. There's a famous Exorcist 3 hallway scene. Nice. Yeah, these girls are freaking dedicated they're out actually getting a real Christmas tree. Oh, that is a sorority girl thing. My roommate was filthy rich. You're right, those texts are like very small. Yeah, it's to me, they needed to blow up the text messages and the quote at the beginning i'm like too old i had to wow, get right up y'all on... sound real old. i know Travis i had to have get... his readers on i had to get right up on my tv to see that stuff also i don't like those kinds of christmas trees So that, again, is a nod to the original. Now, I'm not sure. I can't remember if they get any prank calls on this. It's all text, right? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all text. Yeah. Now, Rose, you've seen the original, right? Do you think that it loses anything from going from calls to text? Like, you remember the vulgar call and stuff from the original? I mean, it's got to keep with the times if it was all phone calls like we don't even answer our damn phones yeah it is unrealistic that people would answer their phones 
I think part of it's, but I think you're right, Travis. You lose some of the fear that a person would feel. Yeah. Um. Because you can't hear a voice. You can't hear that menacing tone in a text message. You can, you know, you can kind of read something that way. You could read it as a prank. You know, there's lots of different ways to take that. Right. And we're not the only ones that are like, what does that say? Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like we can't be the only ones. Because I remember the, the remember in the theater. That, he was, that's at, right. He was in the theater, over. I couldn't read it. Yeah. He was leaning over asking me, what does that say? I'm like, shut up and watch the movie. <laughs> Luckily, you don't really need to know what, the, what it says. No. You kind of get the gist from the way they talk about it. Yeah, and it's really not even like, uh, from up to this point, it hasn't even been like really, really threatening, has it? It's just like. No, I would say anything that she's getting right now is like, it's threatening because it's clearly someone anonymous and they're trying yeah. to scare her. Um. I don't know, Rose, I don't know about you, but I would have been looking in that wardrobe. Like, I would I would turn every stone over, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you always look in wardrobes and closets and... And I'm sitting here like, she would find a way to contact her mother to say, hey, my train's late, or I missed the train, I took a later one. Right. Like, they're all being very, like, oh, whatever. So maybe it's like Helena's MO to, like, not be communicative about where she's at. But Riley's instincts are good this whole movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because anybody would just text and be like, oh, this Ooh. scene. She did not deserve that. I really liked her. I know, man. She was like a the feel good, like, you know, just cheery. Perky little girl. <laughs> As I'm like, no clue what that said. Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell you what that text message was. It said, can't wait to see if you'll pull up something. Rose's little fucking eagle eye over there. I I have my glasses on. Pull, if you'll line, put up a you? fight. That's right, little girl. We've got your something. Yeah, anyone who calls you a little girl. You'll be hearing some wine pouring. <laughs> ASMR. Two shots. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Damn, try. Jesus. Oh, yes. <laughs> you guys, he just poured that wine into an extra large Panda, Panda Express, Express cup. Large cup trash by the way i told jack that uh you said that he had an s a m a s m r voice and he was like dude i swear to god he was like i was listening to that podcast with my roommates and they were like are you were you on with seth rogan they were like everybody thought you sounded like seth rogan i was like what (laughs) i don't think you really sound like him have you been dming me Sure you are, bud. Yeah, he's clearly kind of got a, he's crushing on her and he's saying really creepy things. Um, I would be wary of this guy too at this point. (laughs) 
He can't help it. He's a dork. He can't help it. He's a creep. Really? Oh, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you got a typical white bread rent-a-cop eating a white bread mayonnaise sandwich. (laughs) And he's about to not take this woman's intuition about feeling in danger seriously. Per use. So this is like, that was intended, by the way. And do you remember the theater? So this is like a really funny story. We were in the theater. Do you remember the black couple sitting in front of us and they watched that the dude putting the mayonnaise and they were like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> we all just like died. Well, that's a stereotype about white people, right? Oh, yeah. That we just eat mayonnaise sandwiches yeah. and stuff. Miracle whip and shit. <laughs> Ugh. Their reaction was right. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that sandwich looked gross. What well, has like one thin slice of ham or bologna or something on it? Exactly. It's it. Like next oh, to and no he has, meat and a bunch of mayonnaise. And he has like a one slice of American cheese on it too. I think you see it. It's like just looking at that, just turning my stomach. why did he pat it lovingly (laughs) i also love that he's eating ham which is pig and he's a pig (laughs) (laughs) yeah she shows him the text and he's like well that ain't that's not threatening no big deal yeah he's also focusing on the thing that she said not the threatening text she's getting I'm saying I feel like I'm in danger. So like this happens to women a lot who are being stalked. Like we like women who are being stalked, we they they know for a long time and they get these feelings and they get these signs and they get these like actual threats and cops don't help them because they like by law they say they can't, right? Well, and the crime has tied to an extent. Yeah, they're a like times. they're like a crime hasn't happened, like right. we can't do anything for you. So like Women die or are assaulted all the time because they, quote unquote, can't do anything about it. They can't do anything to protect you, even though that's what they, our taxpayer dollars do pay for them to do is just protect us. Like, now, what does that say about the women, like her friends, that they didn't believe her either? Like, is she, is the director commenting on something there? Well, she didn't. What do you mean? Didn't believe her? She didn't. She hasn't that their shared. Friend is missing, missing. Yeah, like she hasn't shared yet with her friends that she's getting the threatening text yet. That happens later. You'll hear she does mention it to them later, and then they're all like, "Oh, I'm getting them too." Um, but yeah, they don't know yet. She was just like telling them that um, Helena's mom called and said she was wasn't there yet. I mean, I'm sure that they also think like this person that's on yip yap is just trying to intimidate us into getting rid of this petition and like intimidating trying to intimidate us because we pissed them off at the party like they're probably not thinking that it's something very serious she is because she's like kate said her instincts are on point here but 
Yeah, when you see he has a bunch of names of people you know, girls, women that have signed the petition and stuff, she knows to feel scared of him. She's right, too. It seems like an alright guy. Oh, please. When you see this guy <laughs> pop up, unless you're watching Princess Bride, he is never the good guy. Trust me. Yeah, he's actually, he's really good in this movie. I will say they could have sped this scene up for me. Or I could, I don't know. Oh, God forbid a a person have an unbridled passion for equality. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds dangerous. All these unruly women. <laughs> here these he is. She's just women. here to quote unquote look for her comb and he has to try to lecture her and hold her hostage. Oh, he's distracting her. He knows what's up. He right. might sort of feel scared. Um, but there you go. But she is finding out now where the key is. Which is also personal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he wanted her to know where the key was. Mm-mm-mm. I would have run away too. I would have been like, mm. Can't trust this man. It's a killer light job. She's right. Ham is really easy to make. You got to put you that layer of mustard on top. Well, it depends <laughs> if you're going savory or sweet. A lot of people do the, the brown sugar glaze, you know. A lot of people are wrong, Katie. Uh, you got to go mustardy. I do I do like the mustardy kind. Uh, these are all, these little like, little psychology tricks or whatever are all over TikTok right now. So this is like pretty accurate to life right now. What girls like in college would be talking about. That's pretty accurate what dudes do too when girls are like talking or within the group. There's like chugging beer on the other, you know, in the corner. Kind of over there. You guys didn't even bite on that one. No, we're used to you. (laughs) And also we've seen this before, so we know that he's actually being influenced by this future supernatural stuff that's going to come up very soon. Look for lights for the dinner decor. Why? What? That's so stupid. Like, they don't have enough fucking lights out, man. Oh, shit. See, 
this is the first moment they all know that there's something funky going on. There's a lot in, in this movie. It's very typical of slashers and my limited experience with slashers, but a lot of like separating in this movie. Oh, yeah. Instead of staying together. <laughs> Travis. That's just me taking a pee. <laughs> Travis is chugging this beautiful traminette. I want more kills. <laughs> I'm chugging black goo. <laughs> I do like the uh, this Christmas light scene coming up. I mean, it was a stupid premise for her to be up there doing this. I feel like they could have made that a little stronger, but um, I do like the uh... yeah. So she the, does cri- act the Christmas the of this movie though the Christmassy uh, little vibe that they have with the lights and the, the aesthetic. That's the word I'm looking for. So the that aesthetic the... of this scene is cool. That was the scene that I was kind of talking about, like, how she's saying you're not listening to me. Like, is that a comment on, like, um, like, is is the director, do you guys think, saying something there? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, women don't listen to other women all the time. For sure. Yeah, this part's tight. Rose should have been us at mom checking her damn lights before we put them (laughs) on that tree. Y'all, we helped my mom with her tree. We put all the lights on the whole damn thing and then forgot to check them of course the top row was the one that was out (laughs) yeah like wasn't that wasn't that a cool aesthetic that was a good scare you knew it was coming a million miles away but it was still cool to look at This would be Trav without having a like a supernatural migraine. He'd just be like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> They're just yelling. I Bunch remember, of hens. I remember when uh, Brian was new on the scene. I was, I was early on dating him, and like my friends and I, or my sisters and I, as you guys know, we do this. Like we'd be in, all together, and we will talk all at the same time. We'll have conversations with like individuals across the room and so lots of conversations will happen at once and brian was like so overwhelmed by that he was like how do you know what anyone is saying (laughs) (laughs) it is how women can be he definitely becomes a but not all men yeah there you go the not all men yeah so at this point, he's under the influence of this supernatural shit for anyone who's not seen this before. Um, but, I mean, underlying a lot of allies, I would say, like even feminine men that call themselves feminists will occasionally not all, they'll go the not all men route. Oh, yeah. And the reason this just doesn't make sense is because, one, the, these girls, he wasn't, that shows you he wasn't listening. He totally immediately jumped to defending himself, which is a self-centered response to an, an issue that they're, a legit issue they're bringing up, right? Um, he's he's not the one, you know, being threatened here. I don't know why he felt like he needed to defend himself. And they don't need to be told that not all men are rapists. Women, grew, we grow up with men our whole life experiencing men in all walks of our life we know who's a rapist and who's not like we know there are good guys and bad guys we don't need told by a man that that's the case 
Anyway. See, those texts just did not sound threatening to me at all. Mm. I will bring um, you to your knees. <laughs> right. That wouldn't feel threatening it's like, to you? what? If it's not rapey, then it's violent. And which is also violent. Like, rapey's violent. Like, I, it's... I guess. I'll bring you to your knees. How is that not threatening? <laughs> You'd be like, LOL, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clearly, you're a man. <laughs> it, wait, okay. I, I said I wasn't going to bring up the original. When you see the original and how threatening these calls are, you'll you'll understand. Like, this dude is calling and outright threatening. Okay, this bothered me because she has, like, a little scrape on her leg. Right, your adrenaline would be going so much. That's exactly what Brian said. He's like, your adrenaline would be going so crazy. Like, you would tie that motherfucker off um, with that towel and all of you, like, stay together and find your way out, fight your way out, do whatever you need to do. But they're going to leave her in the closet being a, a bitch. And then the handles of those are so, that would be so hard to break. Right. But regardless, like they're sending individual girls out on their own. Like it's so silly. So silly. And they all dropped their phones, which is, I doubt most, even in a, a high pressure, like surprise shock situation like that, that they would all drop their phones. I feel like one of them would pocket their phone. Yeah, for sure. We're used to pocketing our phones. <laughs> for sure. I appreciate she at least took a weapon with her. I like all this stuff too. Like this is probably my favorite scene in the movie. Like this chase and you know stuff like that. Like these tension scenes. Yeah, I think all this is well done. I love the Christmas lights and the glow, the orangey glow of the the lights. It's very aesthetic in the first half of this movie. Is this the first season that you're experiencing Christmas horror? Like Other than Gremlins, I don't think I've seen Christmas horror. Christmas at all. horror is fucking dope. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like starting to love Christmas more and more, I feel like with each passing year. <laughs> Yeah, it's not about the happiness no, or the joy well, <laughs> or the season of giving. Or... Not really. The season of giving axes is kind of what I'm in for. <laughs> Punish. Yeah, I love that scene. That's a really cool uh, shot, I should yeah. say. I mean, With him stalking her house is such a fire hazard. Well, these are... These are college girls. Like they're not thinking about that. It's a fire hazard. I thought about that earlier. Like my dad would fucking flip if he saw some of these <laughs> lights like hanging on curtains and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I get that she's scared. How much blood has she lost though to be that pale? From I'm a like scrape to her. Oh, leg. I think it's just that they're in a closet uh, with just like moonlight or whatever. I've I really don't like the corny lines. I like the lighting in these scenes. Like the corny lines, like, we gotta save her and stuff like We're that. We're ants, Chris. Like, fuck off with that. Like, you wouldn't be, say, like, calling on a lot, like, something you said earlier like that. You'd just, you'd be about business. Right. Like, so, I don't know. It took me out, a little, out of it a little bit. It's unnecessary, too. I don't think it adds much. You know the girls have a bond and they're... 
supporting there's they support and love each other you don't need that stupid ants line for that yeah they they are just something that i felt about this movie after the first watch was like i'm very pro the messaging the messages in this movie Mm -hmm. and even i felt like it was like they were spelling it out way too much like you just said, like we don't need you to reference that earlier. Like to know that there's it just happened five li- minutes yeah. ago. Like we're good, we get it. Yeah, yeah we're rolling with it here. They're literally in a sorority. Sisterhood's their whole bag. We know that they're close. Yeah, this is cool. But yeah, you're right, Trav. A lot of it is this implied kind of horror because you don't. They don't even show you this that much. Yeah, you don't see the full effect. You just see the the glass in her face from the side. Um, oh. <laughs> so the boyfriend came back. He's like, why is everybody hiding? He's about to go full macho alpha bullshit yeah. here in a second. So you know something's going on because he's hearing this piercing sound and he snaps into acting like a different person. He's not listening yet again. Scoop up those keys. Yeah, and my thing's like, scoop up those keys, stat. Also, I think their tree like did not have ornaments on it. I'm down with a tree with no ornaments, to be honest with you. Like, I like those big, I think those big, uh, those big bulb lights look cool. Um, so yeah, I didn't understand this other than the fact that maybe they always had plans to bring her in the, into the place and make an example out of her or something. I feel like they, he cut her and made it, made her have like blood blush yeah like rosy, is that meant to be like cheeks or something yeah is that to, meant to make i don't know what that's meant to be because i think of clowns when i see that i have like little circle-y blush women should have rosy cheeks though kate yeah oh yeah we're not uh, fertile or something if we don't have rosy cheeks the keys in the finger yeah, that's a classic way that we're yeah, taught to, that we're taught to defend ourselves. That actually would not work that way. This guy wouldn't be dead from that guarantee. No, yeah. not unless you really got him like right. And it's really just way. meant to like kind of disarm them for a second. Brian and I got really mad at this too. They're still in danger. This guy is not down for the count. Oh, this pissed me off. And they're hugging, this. turning their back on him. Right, and it's like not paying a damn bit of no, attention. No, you unmask him, <laughs> wield your weapons, fucking make sure he's not a threat to you anymore <laughs> every one of them is not looking right it's like and a woman made this which to me is like oh please <laughs> i'd be like find his phone stat i don't give a fuck about him 
I'm sorry, I would not be moving so slowly. I would be like, rip that mask off, find out who is behind this, like, grab my keys. Yeah, it's ha- and, very and, dramatic. And, and look, the friend, ignorant. the friend with her hand on her shoulder, does and doesn't even have a, isn't even brandishing a weapon. I wish we could rewind and literally count how many seconds they wasted the tomfoolery. <laughs> So now you know there's lots of lots of dudes. It's not just one slasher. And this girl's about to do the dumbest shit you've ever seen. She did grab a weapon, but look what she's about to do. She's going to let him see it coming a mile away. She's going to be like, here. <laughs> st- prepare right now how wow. you're going to disarm right. me. Why not let him like snatch you up and then do it? seriously Dumbest shit and I've then of seen. course they don't run like so you wasted your time <laughs> i mean good for her she knows she's gonna die anyway she tries to hold him there um and though she could not move by herself with a little cut on her leg earlier now she's mm-hmm. about to squirm around and answer or make a phone call to the useless cops. At least that one grabbed a weapon. Classic slasher moment coming up. Um, this is uh, Brian was like, "Yeah, this kitchen scene is kind of like uh, Jurassic Park." Just <laughs> 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 true. They're hiding behind the island. Mm-hmm. A lot of slashers come to mind here too, because doesn't he end up on the uh, actual island, like standing on the island? And they're looking for him. Um, I, I think I she does. Remember. And it, it reminded me of H two O because that scene when she's hiding under the tables, and of course Michael's on the table. Oh yeah, I call this fucking useless pos. It's like just about to make me a mayonnaise and tater chip sandwich. <laughs> it's like I'm on it. There's been an <laughs> attack at a sorority. You find out it's multiple sororities. There's been an attack. Um, I'm going to go there with no backup. Right. Because, again, no one believes that attacks that happen on sorority girls or college girls is ever that big of a deal. And the real cops don't come for, what, quite some time to support him. Probably because he didn't even call for backup. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the dispatcher was meant to do that. Or they could make the excuse that, oh, it's like Christmas break, so they're understaffed. Or, I don't know. I did appreciate a lot, like, the way this scene went down. Oh, yeah. And as that, there it is. Yeah, he's up there. You're right. I did, I forgot this. I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> also, I just feel like no way you missed that in your peripheral. Um. Yeah, you're probably right, Rose. Yeah, you would feel You feel something. a presence, for, for sure. sure. I mean, he, he's big and Hurry looming up, Riley. In a there big you go cloak. girl stab him okay i mean in the back is better than nothing but you could have stabbed him in the neck and or the head or something just like multiple times for good measure here yeah of course 
I mean, it was now, cool this is to at see. another house, right? Yeah, another that's sorority. a different sorority. So, you know, this is happening. Like women all over campus are being mm-hmm. attacked, not just the ones that were that did the little um, the little skit at the frat. See how slowly they take his mask off? Like, get to it. Uh, they fucking inchworm. It's yeah. So you might annoying. be freaked out at this point, though. Like, I I can see Whatever. it at this point. I would be in a hurry. I would be in a hurry to eliminate the threat one hundred percent. And you can't tell if he's dead, done if he has a mask on. I'd be ripping mm-hmm. it off, making. I'd be like, okay, friend, you have a weapon. Be ready if he f- comes at me. You know what I mean? Make sure he doesn't have a weapon in his hands. Right. But at this point, you're like, they're not even bleeding blood. So you're like, uh, what the hell is this dude? Yeah, even more of a reason to move your fucking ass. (laughs) I'd be smacking the shock out of my friends if they were acting so fucking slow in this state of emergency. And a lot of people had a problem with like the black goo goo like supernatural thing but i i, I always thought it was kind of cool i think like, it's I kind think of a cool i will tell element. you i didn't even notice it was black goo until they pointed out in the car scene here in a minute yeah like i just thought it was dark blood at first i i mean i noticed that the stuff on his head wasn't blood but look at her just standing there feeling the black goo yeah like, trying to figure it what? out yeah she's trying this to... reminds you, me of the bust you were like, in a so, no shit bitch you're in a life and death survival situation this is a, and uh, she goes for the plastic bag over the head instead of i don't know a when knife he has a mask there's an on, like, axe somewhere around the house right now an axe plastic it's, bag is a nod to the original by the way oh okay well i mean it's it's a cool yeah shot but not gonna plastic shovel not my choice (laughs) weapon of choice yeah it's something of course they have an old ass vehicle (laughs) that you can't unlock that's kind of true to form i mean a lot of college kids don't have nice cars okay this is where this movie lost me what's about to happen in this scene is this the the avengers fight no, this is where um, Riley, yeah, she's explaining to her friend. I, I, I can't believe I keep forgetting her name. I don't know the friend's name. I forget. Um, but Riley's talking about how she has put two and two together. She's about to explain. She's put two and two together, and there's she must destroy the bust. The bust is the source of the power. It's all right. supernatural. Uh, like This is where I was like, okay, I liked most of what all happened before this and now i was like you're kind of losing me yeah because it's like this is yeah this is where this goes from kind of like a almost realistic kind of with potential kind of movie to ott over the top we're about to descend into some woke metaphor madness here in a minute I respect that. I respect like, that you just said that. Even if they I agree get, with it. Even if they get some invulnerability from their rituals and stuff, they still set out to do this. Like, it's not like their mythical selves came up with this plot yeah. to kill these women. Like, the real men chose to do this to harm them. I like, think, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I think Kate hit it on the head just a minute, like just a second ago. Like this is where it kind of becomes like agenda over good ending for me. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's a really, really weird ending. I just didn't like, because at this point you're saying it does a decent job of showing that, you know, sort of this misogyny and hatred for women is like, there's potential in a, in, in a lot of men, most men, whatever. It's there. And like Rose said, this came from them to begin with. It's not just all the supernatural influence, but it kind of gives an excuse for these perpetrators that was because something. it's like, oh, well, it's a supernatural force. Right. right. It's like, nah, they just used the supernatural force, like, to help them with their plan. And like, I get, ultimately. yeah, and I get what it's saying is that, it, that this, it's this institutionalized patriarchy, right, that just permeates and is really hard to shake and get out of, like, it just follows generation to generation and, you, it, like, it never really goes away. It's really hard to get it to go away. Like, I get, I get the message. I understand it. But for me, this would be a more enjoyable movie if it didn't go this like total supernatural route. And it was truly the ugliness and the evilness of human beings without right. without a supernatural influence. But, you know, I'm, I still at this point, I was like, OK, I understand some slashers go off the rails like this, like weird <laughs> shit happens in Jason yeah. and Halloween uh, <laughs> in Friday the 13th and in the Halloween movies where these guys are invincible there is right. something supernatural about them so it's not like uncommon what i'm seeing right now for a slasher to do but oh yeah um, we haven't got to the uh the thorn um saga in halloween franchise yet so right so i know that this like this is not outside of the realm of the genre what the genre does but for me i just would have enjoyed it more if it was so this is like five sororities all real. they have like put under attack well, it's all of the women mm -hmm. who happen to be there still. I feel like who, five sororities. I've only heard of one fraternity. Here. It's all the women who have signed the petition to get rid of the misogynist professor. Mm -hmm. um, it's any of the women who are, like I said earlier, unruly. That's like a, it's a an archetype of of women in media. The the woman who yeah I get that I was out. just saying that it seems like there's five sororities and only one frat, which is throwing me off numbers wise. Oh yep. no, there'd be, be there'd be more frats, but this is the only one that has the bust in it. Yeah, it's the founders fraternity. Now I will say, um, you guys are talking about like some of the problems with the story and stuff. So Sof Sophia Takal, I sent you this interview earlier, Kate was talking about how when she got this job, the Blumhouse approached her to do a Black Christmas kind of remake. And there was no script, and it was shoot in June, release in December. So that's an mm. incredibly... If you really think about it, it makes a that's lot of fast. sense as far as like some of the story like not totally right. coming together. Right. That's a she fast said, turnaround. Yeah, she said it didn't even have a script when... Right. When Honestly, her. for it being done that fast, this is an impressive movie, too. To me. To me. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy's meant to be a hero because he came in and made the diversion, sacrificed himself essentially for Riley to sneak in and destroy the bust or whatever she needs to do.
that line kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, it did too. You heard crickets. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's supposed to be like awkward. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's part. I didn't know that he was a part of another fraternity, like a Zeta, the Zetas or whatever. Um, unless he's talking about the, no, their move Kappa or something. Um, but got a headache, bro. <laughs> right. So he's in. He's at ground zero for the evil founding founder. Did he say drawing out your true alpha? Yeah, that that, yeah. It was uh, this. The dialogue in these scenes are is like hella corny. And I don't know if it was a choice or if it just accidentally happened that way. Where they thought that these lines were going to land and that they they would be acted properly. Here's my interpretation of it, like that type of corny. Like guys who who consider themselves alphas do talk like that. Like they're very full of themselves, very fucking cheesy. Yeah, if you've ever said Bruh. like I'm an alpha or whatever, like right. you're exactly the type to be these guys. So I don't think it was bad writing. I think it was like, well, I think there's some bad writing. There's some bad lines in this. Hey, it's a little yeah, heavy for hit. sure. I'm not a little heavy getting, handed. I'm not saying every line, but I know Rose. I'm not saying you are. Anyway, I, so you just met this Helena turncoat bitch. Mm. Um, so she has submitted, you know, and been spared. But she's actually also, like, pretty evil. Like, she's clearly not submitting, you know, just to save herself. Like, she actually wants, you know, to hurt other women. Or for them to submit like her and drink the Kool-Aid like her. So she's meant to represent a lot of women that exist in society. Absolutely. Who like to say things like, and she'll say something to this effect here in a minute, where it's like, it's just so much easier this way. So much easier to not fight the patriarchy and to not try to educate the men and the support and the the boys around us to try to make them better it's easier just to go along with it um don't you want things to be easier and these women there are women like this you know to each his own but they get abused by men all the same they like just like the rest of us who are trying to make the world better and make you know the gender dynamics better for for society these men are, you see, a they fighter, ab- they ab- a true man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a fighter, bruh. This is what I also don't get about this movie. Is like they just why? now discovered the magic in the bust. Really? Well, if this fraternity so is so long-standing, you would think that they would well, know. The bust wasn't in their frat until this year, though. That's what they're saying is like, I guess the power isn't released until the statue knows it's in a place where it can release its power and control people. I don't know. But like, I don't like scenes like this. I don't simply where it's all this exposition exposition where they're explaining things. And why would they do it? Why is it Riley? Riley is no different than any of the other girls that they're attacking. Why is it that they bring her in and they make this big spectacle um right like why would they do it if the goal is just to get rid of all these unruly women just like get rid of it get rid of them then well 
she, they, I guess Brian exerted his power over her and she didn't lay down and take it. Like in the, at the, at the end of the day, she stood up against it and she called him out publicly for what he was. Like when they posted that online, it was super public even. And this you know, movie called still... him out by name. So I think that. So it's, he gets some pleasure. That she's the target because it's like, we're going to make an example out of you, bitch. Well, I think you're probably right, Rose. You're onto something. I think he probably gets some kind of pleasure out of seeing her squirm and out of exerting his power over her. Um, and this is how they get their rocks off, you know. And the filmmakers here, like, Tired again. Tired of fighting against your true nature. Again, are making the the same mistake they made earlier is like showing us all these scenes. Like you get it, you get it. Like we're, we were showing you this earlier. Oh, here's another scene. You exactly. Get it? Yeah. It's that like, frustrates me. We about got this it. Movie. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't need to show me her, her remembering seeing oh the list. Oh my God. Right. It's like spelled out. Like we the, saw it all sitting there. Yeah. She's really dumb. If like, she's just now putting these things together. Like, Yeah, this is like any commentator on, like female commentator on um, Fox News. <laughs> Are you tired is, of um, fighting your true nature? Don't you to like uh, Marianne Conway? Men. What is her name? Conway. Don't you like when when Kellyanne? men when men Kellyanne. follow you on the street when you're by yourself and tell you about how hot you look? <laughs> like, no, I don't. It makes me very uncomfortable. Good it makes women. Me feel unsafe. Good women are submissive. I'm gonna. Next time I see Heath, I'm going to be like, bring out your alpha, bruh. Ew. <laughs> Let's go get our members-only jackets on, bud. <sighs> Let's go get the black goo. I do like that this is black Christmas. <laughs> it's black goo. <laughs> God. <laughs> there's, no, there's never a more insecure man than a man that says he's an alpha. Mm-hmm. And who has Morrissey hair, who says he's an alpha. <laughs> you know bow down to morrissey though all respect to morrissey i feel like they all have big foreheads that one dude has serious morrissey hair right there they probably don't even know who he is oh they know who the smiths are believe me oh whatever. no they don't not these guys trav they're hipsters no they're not <laughs> no they are not you think they're hipsters <laughs> So out of touch. And it's like you thought you'd be spared because you like spoke up for men. Yeah. And they're like misogyny. No, you're a victim to dumbass. You just didn't realize it until the last fucking second. Yeah, that's not gonna until it's too late, and that's a commentary for show. Oh, believe me, we get it. Ooh. Yeah, oh. and what and what's kind of fucked up is this guy thinks like he didn't rape her. I he, like that they like, all look like they're jerking off. He's like, drug. these are guys who think they're entitled to sex with a girl. So like drugging them, screwing them when they're unconscious is not bad. I'm not a rapist. It's like, no, you are. 
And does this scene not go on for like way too long? It is a bit. Like, come on, long. man. Um, and who's, wait, who's that guy? He's, hmm? Who's the masked one? Do they ever show him? That's, uh, that's fucking the Hawthorne, professor, isn't, isn't it? Or, no. Because he just fucking it's twisted that one chick's like head around. Yeah, and so she knows how to use a bow and arrow now, apparently. Um, oh, so that's boy. cool. Well, um, I mean, but Hunger yeah, this Games is... was a pretty big story. Maybe her rich parents and her. For yeah, lessons. you know. Maybe. Now we have a slow motion fight scene at the end of a slide. Yeah, movie. and this is like okay. I mean, at this point, it's already so ridiculous. I was like, fine, let it really lean into being ridiculous and have yeah. all these girls come in like. Like Trav said, like Avengers Endgame or something and um, take out all the, their oppressors here. Um, but I think, I don't, I'm not sure I ever see any of the guys m- killed. I see them be- being beaten up. No. Um, so they don't actually ever kill them that I know of. I think this guy gets, he gets what's coming to him, but... I don't think the others do. They do have superhuman strength or something because of this whole supernatural thing. I was about to say, that dude just, like, twisted somebody's head around. Yeah. Women can be freakishly strong under the right circumstances. Like, it's not a lie when you hear the story about a mother lifting a car off of her baby, that kind of thing. Yeah, there he is. He doesn't have the mask. I keep forgetting who is in the mask. And why is she holding... Okay, this... I get it's meant to be a moment of empowerment, but I just think it's so corny. It just it's made just me cr- so heavy-handed. It just yeah. made me cringe so bad. Like, we'll never be broken with the smile. I know that your brother... I think your brother probably liked that scene because it was that... What oh, did my you say? Was, it was yes, like queening. <laughs> yeah, my brother was like... Probably, well, and it was cheesy. Your brother does yeah. like that. Yeah, the cheese is real. I mean, I guess it's not that far off from when... Trashy. Sydney, from when Sydney Prescott does says her little line at the end of Scream, you know? Mm-hmm. But... I, oh, and they cut. This is a cut scene. Did you know that? I did not. I know accidentally that. ended up seeing one of the deleted scenes, or like like an alternate scene of this. So she actually says, "Suck my clit." <laughs> they cut out clit. See, I'm like, version. leave that in there. I. That's what I said. I said, leave it in. Leave it in. Leave in the gore, and I'm in. See, he was trying. You saw his arms like shaking. He was trying to fight. Yeah, he's trying to overcome, and now you know, the head of the snake is gone so he can help the gals you notice none of the other guys they're like their spells broken but they're still fighting the girls i agree with you though i think it would have been more kind of more chilling if this was just a uh kind of like a pack of like organized killers and stuff maybe they're making teens disappear from campuses or something like and maybe that's their deal like and it's not supernatural you would have liked more of a slow burn rather than like like night kind of chilling yeah and they could still be women haters like they don't have to have some supernatural force 
making their misogyny worse, I guess. Yeah, like, oh, this uh, this sorority has a journalist that's been, like, writing on some stuff about us. Let's go, like, mm-hmm. make her disappear or something. You've like, always liked more of weird. a slow burn than a... Yeah, I think the whole petition thing is, like, a decent premise for that. The same thing that we're talking about. Yeah. Like, still have done that. That How many of us have signed big petitions? Like I've signed a lot of petitions. Yeah, so... And you could have still gone the masked killers, like multiple killers route, but it just been like a or organized by that professor or something. That would have been like Cry Wolf, like kind of nineties kind of. Slasher. I see what you're saying with the yeah. Cry Wolf reference. I will say though, like it being a Christmas horror movie, like it it kind of needs to happen around a non Christmas. So I can see why they did something that was more like one big event type of. Or one big night of horror type of thing rather than an operation that is longer lasting. So how did you guys take that ending where it's on her face and she's kind of smiling and then like this that the terror uneasy, this terror. Is, so the, the director actually explained this. Um, she that ending is meant to be that that particular terror is over, but the terror still exists yeah. in the world for Yeah, women. the battle's won. The war's right. not over. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, we really don't ever get to rest. Like, I, speaking as a woman right now, um, we kind of always right. have to stay vigilant. That is true. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think all in all, as the person you wanted to see, like, to have seen this with no other context around this, the whole Absolutely. Black Christmas thing... Um, I'd say I genuinely liked the first couple acts of this film. I think I've said this already, but the final act really just like had me laughing and cringing the first time I saw it. Um, all in all, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't mind being hit over the head with the message. I think the message is worthy mm-hmm. um, about like sort of institutionalized patriarchy, toxic masculinity, misogyny being kind of existent in everyone to some degree. Um, I mean, I think those are all worthy you know things and you could call them political but they're really not they are societal like these Mm -hmm. are things that we all face whatever your politics are so um i think it's a worthwhile topic for a horror movie yeah um i do think it's heavy-handed at a lot of points you're right yeah you like you take this and this is kind of what i was uh i love this by the way i don't think i've ever i told brian like well it's a pussy cat (laughs) Licking the blood of the toxic masculinity. Anyway. So, I... So, immediately after seeing this, like I said, we were were kind of all like, what did we just watch kind of coming out? But we started talking and it was like, okay, let's take this versus like a get out. Where a get out effectively builds these scares. Effectively is a good horror movie and is, like you said, a worthy, a worthy topic of like a social topic like and absolutely it, it drives the point home but it doesn't beat it over like absolutely it's allowed to be subtle and that's its strength and it's not get out isn't really subtle to a point but yeah. it's yeah. good like it's it like it takes you there but it doesn't feed it to you like take it take it right. take it take and like then these there's car not scenes. like there's not like a 10 minute period where they wrap it up like see remember when oh. this happened like yeah, yeah. oh but Get Out wasn't, I don't think, meant for the target audience of this movie either. Like, I think this was well, meant for younger kids. Obviously, they tried to make it PG-13, mm-hmm. you said. I mean, so. but, but even even younger women or younger kids, 
this is targeted to are not yeah. dumb like raise, raise the bar They're, they yeah. are smarter than your this movie gives some credit for i think for sure um but i think yeah to me just once they got in that scene where riley and her friend are in the car and all this like it's the bust i have to go you have to stop the car and go back so i can crash the bus bust on the floor and end this all like once they went there i was the whole rest of the movie i was just like i don't give a shit what happens just just get over with yeah get over and it becomes about the magic destroying their magic i'd be like no fuck these dudes like you got these guys i want to see how the i want to see how the women are like organizing they didn't show us any of that at all like and that to me would have been a better use of like some scenes than watching riley you know this the riley sit there while these guys mansplain to her what's going on what she's already figured out has is going on and her she says in the car her trek down the road like we didn't need that scene i agree it could have been more powerful especially for the young girls watching to see them like actually organize i feel like they like pause the movie several times and like the car scene is one of them they pause the movie several times and like kind of like, okay, are you staying with us? Are you keeping up? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not <laughs> stupid, like, which dude. is what makes what made me think like originally, yeah, this isn't really meant for me. I mean, it's it isn't it is it isn't like there's a target audience here that they're trying to bring in. So I definitely see like like I said, Joshua Hole's point like. When he said that, when I was listening to the interview, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it again with a different, like, different set of eyes. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that for I listened sure. to that interview for all kinds of fun reasons um, because it was a great interview. But also because that that point really hit home for me. And we don't often think about these young kids, not just young girls, but young kids in general, being brought into horror. Like, your our niece, Kiera, is 14, 15, I should mm-hmm. say. 15 now. But and she's always been a big horror fan because she was watching Chucky at three years old with me and Trav. But mm-hmm. like these are types of movies that she's starting to watch and so Rose go to give the your... theaters with her friends when it's not COVID times. Yeah, but. for sure. Give your overall rating and then I'll give my overall rating and then we'll end with producer Kate. Yeah. If there were more gore, the rating could have been higher. But I'll give it like a solid 3.2 out of 5. I don't want to give it a 3, but yeah. Okay. Which is honestly not a terrible rating for a horror, a a modern horror movie that is PG-13. Yeah. So I would give this like a 2 to 2.5 out of 5. Like I did like it a little bit more. I'll I'll be honest. Like watching it again, like I'm with... Katie and you, of course, like uh, like a lot of that stuff works up until a certain point for me. Yeah, I think that the it's made for a younger like audience does work, but doesn't work at the same time. It's yeah. like you said, they cut the line, suck my clit, mm-hmm. they cut all the gore, and I'm like, younger kids, younger teens can see that kind of shit too. Like it's right. okay to like like. Her saying suck my clit would have been an awesome part in that fucking movie. They're allowed like, to say dick and it <laughs> yeah. still be PG thirteen is clit on the list of like Yeah. Like even know, even the way the ratings work is like misogynistic. Yeah. That would have been an awesome fucking part in that movie. And then like the gore and everything. Well, then it wouldn't be PG thirteen. Awesome, awesome. Um, I think Rose is right. This is this movie was not it wasn't made for people like my like me, like my age, I guess. Like 
its audience is younger. I still think this um, patronizes is like patronizing a little bit to the audience at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I overall, I do. Th- I will reiterate. I think this is a very worthwhile um, movie for young people to be introduced into slashers and to see um, women not just being. And you notice there's not just one final girl. There's lots of final girls. You know, like I don't know that I've ever seen a movie quite like that, other than Scream. Um, which has more than one final girl. And anyway, I, I think I'd give this like a three out of five. Oh, I, he had black ooze. That was an alternate ending that we just watched. If you're watching the, the Blu-ray, yeah, but there are one for you guys. There, what's that guy's name? The nerdy guy. Landon ended up having like no, black goo dripping from a, his fingers too. That is a good point that Kate just brought up. And I do want to get your guys' opinions on it. Like the horror genre being what it is like, there is a history of final girls in slasher movies in horror genre. So did this movie actually bring anything new or like, was it, um, was it mistaken and it's like kind of goal to bring something new or was that, was that real? Like, um, no, cause I don't think we, we don't live in a society where, you know, women are, have power and are the oppressors of men. So like it would be, totally disingenuous to be if it were with the message it's trying to convey and like the way it's kind of trying to inform the audience like if it was like girls attacking boys and the boys and there was a final boy you know and the girls are the bad guys you can't really flip it quite like that because it's just not true to life yeah in any way yeah no 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 i'm saying like with the horizontal being like it is like it's the laurie strode and sydney prescott and like do like is this was there really I don't I don't well, know. I don't think all of I don't think all slashers before this one were like weren't woke in their own way and in, in, to a degree I think right. they have like they're problematic in their own ways I guess that's kind of um, what I'm asking but like, I think are you like asking, the, is it even the, new just because there's multiple of them is that what right the like is? is that like was it so woke oh this is a no this is a movie where females fight back. This is, like not, this is not ground, this is not groundbreaking to me, but it right. is a fun is, movie. Are people saying that it is? Yeah, so like the the kind of idea of this movie is like women fight back. Like on the poster, it's like slay girls and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's kind of like, okay, Sidney Prescott and fucking uh, Gail Weathers did some fucking damage to Ghostface. Yeah. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? And arguably were, and I get that Gail Weathers is older in those movies than these obviously college age girls but i mean sydney was in high school oh, and they sure. were like smart and quick and oh yeah like acted when they needed to act oh yeah so like i mean this is probably this is the most in your face um oh, one that i've seen yeah. i don't know if that makes it special um and, and you know what that's but, merited yeah. like i as we said like that message is like like we said multiple times on this uh, recording, that message is important. Like women are in fear, you know, for their lives a lot of the time and stuff like that. Like that, the message is one hundred percent merited and needed in horror and stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, I think I think part of maybe what Trav's sort of feeling or hearing, like we hear criticisms of horror all the time. Mm-hmm. For especially way back in the day, for 
like women not really being represented well. Mm-hmm. And I think Trav's perspective and a lot of horror, like true horror people who have seen a lot of horror, they say that's not all the way bullshit. Definitely in the beginning of horror, there was there were bad representations of women for sure. Like oh, helpless, still bad. Yeah. and there's lots of and still yeah, there's, there's lot of lots of helpless <laughs> yeah. women in horror and other in action movies and all kinds oh, of yeah. cinema in general. I feel like it's unfair that it's poked at like horror as a genre because it happens in all genres. Oh yeah, like and, that bullshit. Yeah, and especially like in horror sci-fi, Sidney Prescott, Laurie Strode. Ripley. I yeah. mean, these are powerful. Uh, hell, uh, uh, Terminator. What's her name? Fuck, if you want to yeah, read Sarah Connor. Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. Fucking badass chicks, yeah. man. But yeah, for sure. So yeah, I don't... I think Trav probably has heard... And I think there were some reviews, if I'm remembering right, from when this movie first came out that was like... That definitely did acted like act like this was revolutionary for the role of women in horror when... Like, no, where have you been? Have you been paying attention at all? Like you said, there are badass women in horror cinema history. Are there enough of them? No, sure. But like this wasn't a revolutionary idea in terms of like women fighting back. I mean, yeah. I do want to see them a movie and, and you'd have to set it in some kind of like alternate sort of reality or alternate universe but where um women you know the females of the species people who create the babies you know what i mean like where they are the ones that are the oppressors of like men like i mean once why the last man yeah there are lots of movies <laughs> like why it. the last man have you ever read i've it? never seen a horror movie like that though mm-hmm. where it's totally the the script is totally flipped mm-hmm. and like it's a different look at that of inequality you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and like what a society would be like if it were oh, like Ethan, that. I would have you heard that. of why the last man katie no it's like a it's a comic it's like a dystopian apocalyptic brian cave um, well, and i want to call that genre out right like that categorization categorization of a, a story like this why is it post-apocalyptic <laughs> to exist in that reality but it's not post-apocalyptic okay, here's why if you woman. let me finish <laughs> getting worked up there's only like one man alive he's the it's all none of the men survive he's the last man okay and so so they all are trying to get him for his seed but they also have like a bank full of sperms so well it's very very good yeah i mean but really though we are living in the that's why it's post-apocalyptic <laughs> because half of the world is wiped out bitch. okay God fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah yeah so like, like well why <laughs> so in that story it's really really interesting because it's like some women are after him for his seed some women want to kill him some women are like totally cool men are gone like let's fucking roll like we can like <laughs> stop warring and shit but like it, that's a very like cool story but yeah we're like really off topic anyway. let's uh <laughs> kate you want to take us out um sure so thank you all for listening um i hope you like these live commentaries we have more christmasy um holiday content coming on coming your way this month so stay tuned and oh, yeah. uh yeah you can find us on social media um at all the places you know horrifying my friends on facebook and instagram and horrifying mf on twitter um i believe travis you're at captain creature captain creature hmf hmf on twitter 
Um, so you say it different on every episode. Yeah, he does. <laughs> hit him up there. You can, of course, email us. Go to our website, horrifyingmyfriends.com, if you want to find out um, how to get to any of these places or to listen to our episodes. And you can subscribe anywhere. We hope you'll give us a review. And if you like these live commentaries and you'd like to hear more of them, keep your peepers peeled this month. We're going to be launching a Patreon where you can support us and you can get lots of these commentaries, horror and not horror um, movies, and a bunch of other really cool content. So I like, really hope you stay tuned if you made it this far in the episode, but we will be launching that uh, very soon. That's it. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Punish. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Fine, my friends.